Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. There we go. Sorry, Teresa. Uh, Mike was muted. Yeah, of course. I'm Dylan Mark Able Take on Twitter slash X. Go follow me there. Uh, here to talk about Auburn's uh, horrific loss to Mexico State in a game that was just very sloppy all around, offensively, defensively. Uh, everything went everything that could have gone wrong yesterday for Auburn went wrong. Uh, and I have the stats put up in front of me. And Auburn just got outgamed, outmanned, outgunned. Uh, and I can't really say that. Uh, I can't really say that it was because of the lack of talent. Uh, I'm seeing all the people coming in saying, I'm muted. am I still muted? I need confirmation from, from, from the crowd that I am, uh, that my sound is back on. Uh, it's showing them sounds back. So everybody, I need confirmation from the people in the crowd that, I, that y'all can hear me. All right. Thank you, Chris. Uh, but yeah, Auburn, no turnovers, nine penalties, 65 rushing yards, uh, 148 passing yards and outgained on every single one of those. Mexico State had 213 rushing yards through Mexico State. And uh, some of that was from Star Thomas, some of that was from Diego Pavia, uh, who Pavia just absolutely just throttled our defense uh, just all the way around. There's not a lot good to say about what Auburn did yesterday, uh, none whatsoever. All Auburn did was kind of lose confidence in themselves. I mean, people – I've been hearing rumors all the way around about uh, – I think Cole Pinkston kind of said it, uh, that Auburn – he said that Hugh Freeze kind of did too much recruiting this week, and that kind of hurt uh, Auburn's chances in this game because they did more recruiting than coaching. Uh, and that's kind of what happens when you overlook an opponent, and that seems like what happened yesterday – I mean, the Iron Bowl is is just now we're, we're talking six days away. And going into this week, I had a pretty high confidence level uh, of Auburn being competitive in that game. Uh, unless something happens in in these next five days, I, I'm not too sure 
how well it's going to be. Because right now the Iron Bowl is currently Bama favored by 14 points. And I'm thinking that's very generous for it being – I understand it's a rivalry game and all. Uh, but Peyton Thorne played pretty well. Uh, he had 148 yards, 15 to 19, had a touchdown. Uh, his QBR was low, but that's also an inflated stat. Uh, rushing, he led the team in rushing. He also got sacked four times, so take that in, into consideration when we talk about his rushing yards. Uh, Jarquez Hunter wasn't a factor in the run game. Demario Alston was the only other back that was used. Didn't see Cobb, didn't see Batie, didn't even see Sean Jackson, who we expected to kind of play it, play this game, but obviously this game did not go the way we thought it was going to. Uh, Javarius Johnson, Vaughn Fairweather, Caleb Burton got, got the majority of the catches, but overall, receivers looked slow. Uh, there's not many drops, but it was because, you know, it's kind of easy to throw easy passes whenever you have people going, like, walking speed uh, across the field. Uh, it was just – it's just it was just battle around. I'm going to Teresa's comment. Uh, the OCs and position coaches should have been able to take care of business against New Mexico State, even if Coach Hughes Reeves was recruiting. It would be nice if you pay attention to the team he has. Yeah, that – that's the thing I've been I've been looking around at. Uh, the fact that Auburn has more talent than than New Mexico State and still was not able to promptly beat the snot out of them like Auburn should have been doing, uh, and that's what makes this loss probably the worst, probably Auburn history. Uh, I don't want to go as far to say that quite yet, uh, but this loss is pretty bad. It, it, it's one of the it's. It's probably the worst loss Auburn has ever suffered. Uh, you finally you lose to a Geo Five team for the first time in a hot minute, uh, especially at home. Uh, I think 1991 was something uh, that I read. Uh, New Mexico State never lost New Mexico State before until you know now. Uh, three and one now against New Mexico State. Um, they're going to go to the Conference USA Championship in two weeks. There's not a lot of good things to take from this game. I don't, I don't think there's a single positive I can take away from this game. Only, I guess the only thing I can really say is, uh, I mean, Alex McPherson didn't, is, is still keeping his streak alive uh, for uh, for consistent consistently making kicks. Uh, that's pretty much the only positive. Uh, I mean, it, it, this is this. This is going to be mostly a rant session. So if any of y'all have any rants, I'm going to pull those up because, I mean, I, I just keep looking up and down this box score. I keep looking up and down at the at the plays. Auburn just could not get the ball back. Auburn could not. I, I'm just pulling up the, the time of possession. Auburn had 21 minutes to New Mexico State's 40 minutes of the game. So 40 and 20, basically. Sorry. Uh, there, there's just nothing good about this game. There's just nothing that is positive to take away from this game. Uh, let's see. The fake punt. Yeah, I completely agree, Chris. The fake punt just kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, that that was when it, that was the moment where I was like, we lost this game. This is this is where Auburn lost, was that fake punt. Auburn finally slowed down this offense, finally got some stops, and they run a fake punt and get the first down, score on score tucking on that drive. And I mean, I, there's I just can't. Auburn uh, lost their streak of forcing turnovers. 
uh, could not convert on third down, 20% efficiency on third downs, two for 10 on third downs against New Mexico State, who, granted, great defense for a GO5 team, great defense for a GO5 team. Did that help Auburn play the worst offense we've seen all year? Auburn played better offense versus Georgia, versus LSU. This game literally is the worst performance I've seen from any Auburn team I have ever watched. Any of them. I think in 2012 teams, I performed better. I mean, 2012 beat New Mexico State. I know New Mexico State probably wasn't very good that year either. But Auburn should never be losing to Mexico State. And the part that annoys me the most about it is the fact that everyone is compare, trying to compare this to Nick Saban's loss to ULM in his first year. That is the most annoying thing you can possibly do about this game is try to compare it to Nick Saban's loss to ULM. I can understand where you might be coming from, but it's not the same. It's just not. And it's just uh, that 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 part annoyed me. I don't know if anybody saw my twi- tweet on, uh, on, on Twitter. I, I, it annoys me seeing that. Uh, this is not the same. This It's just not. Because ULM... Beat Alabama, yes, but <clears throat> excuse me, but Alabama was in it. They only lost by seven points in that game. Only lost by seven. Auburn got absolutely demolished by New Mexico State. And let's see, I got Rebecca Voodoo saying Auburn has nothing to lose. The Iron Bowl, uh, I, a great recruiting weekend. I heard. Uh, I know Cam Coleman's got a couple of crystal balls to come to Auburn, uh, but overall. I mean, as a team, as a as a team, this was this was the worst weekend uh, for for this current team. Future wise, I mean, it's great. Uh, recruits seem to love this week, and some of them are going to be back for the Iron Bowl, and that's going to be an awesome environment as well. But oh boy, if if this if even a sliver of what we saw yesterday appears in the Iron Bowl, I don't think Auburn puts up a point. I don't think Auburn is able to stop Jalen Milrow if they couldn't stop Diego Pavia. That that's that is the level of I'm, depression that I'm at with this game. Uh, I could not get off. I did not move a muscle for the for the thirty minutes to an hour after that game. Nothing about that game made it enjoyable. I I wanted to take a sabbatical from social media for a week because there's no way that. And everyone wants them to make fun of Auburn. And they have every reason to be. Because this, this again, this is the – I cannot overstate this enough. This is the worst performance by an Auburn football team in the history of Auburn football. In the, since 1856, this is the worst game in Auburn football history. It, it, it's just awful. It's god-awful. It's and, – and I understand people are saying that Auburn doesn't have the players. Auburn is more talented than New Mexico State is. Auburn has more talent than New Mexico State ever will have. No Auburn team should ever lose to New Mexico State because of the lack of talent. There's not a lack of talent. This was a lack of coaching on everybody's part on Saturday. Because Peyton Thorne played as well as he could. Jarquez Hunter could not get anywhere. The offensive line could not get blocked. This team was flat out just not prepared in New Mexico State to put up a fight. They were not prepared, and they did, did not get right after halftime. They did not get right. They did not make the key adjustments you need to make during drives, after drives, in between drives, in between quarters, in between – nothing happened. 
during this game that proved that Auburn wanted to win this game. Absolutely nothing. And I refuse to believe that, that this is just overlooking. If you overlook an opponent, you can still win the game just by out-talenting people alone. That is strictly how that works. If you can overlook someone, you're going to still beat that team. It happens all the time with other SEC teams. Every time an SEC team struggles with a Geo 5 team, an FCS team, because they're overlooking their opponent, they still come back and out-talent that game and win. Even if it's an ugly win, they still find a way to win. This was the worst coach game of the season. The worst coach game of the season. I'm looking at Cal. I'm looking at, at LSU. I'm looking at all Miss. Nothing beats how bad the coaching was in this particular game. And then say I have a comment from Teresa. We need the ball first. Let's score on that for our first drive. That is when PT plays better when he gets the lead. He gets comfortable when he get behind. He holds the ball too long. Well, yesterday I don't even think that. PT, I don't even think Thorne even struggled with that. It was the fact that the receivers weren't getting open. They weren't getting separation at all. I mean, Caleb Burton's our fastest wide receiver, and he didn't get any separation. I mean, he looked like he was jogging throughout all of his his routes, his his motions. Whenever he got the ball, he was still wasn't going very fast. This team played in slow motion all night, and that's why New Mexico State just had the perfect scheme around how to stop Auburn and how to get through Auburn. I, this was just all around just the worst this team has looked. And I can't even say that any of this is Peyton Thorne's fault. Peyton Thorne played good football throughout all four quarters. He just didn't have the team around him to do it. And that's something that's wild for me to say. He just looked he, – he did not play bad. He made no turnovers. He hit, The sacks he took were because he was trying to get Auburn back in the game. And his offensive line just broke down. This was this was horrendously bad, yeah, and to, yeah, he got every time he got sacked. I can I've have had verification from other people who were there that it was just because no one was getting open, and and I don't know what I don't know what happened in this game. I I think Auburn could have played the same brand of football they played against Arkansas, and won this game, but I mean going through their drive chart, I mean punt, punt, touchdown, end of the half, punt, punt, field goal. Turnover on downs. Auburn had a total of eight drives throughout the entirety of the game because New Mexico State just held on the ball. I mean, look at look at New Mexico State drives. So they had the, the touchdown. They held the ball for five minutes. Then they punted the ball in their second drive, held the ball for six and a half minutes. Their next drive was a punt, which they had the ball for a minute and a half, and they got a field goal on a drive that cost them six minutes. And then in the sec- second half, they had a touchdown drive that cut, that was five minutes. They scored a touchdown on a 10-minute drive. And they scored no touchdown on a three-minute drive. And they took a knee at the end of the game. Auburn just could not retaliate to what they were trying to do. They would run these play action in rounds. They'd have the quarterback run out of the pocket. They'd have their back quarterback get in, hand the ball off to the starting quarterback, throw the ball on the field. I mean, this, this game was played like a – like an NCAA 14 game where you, where you were playing as New Mexico State and you schedule one of these hard opponents and you're just good at the game and you can just out out scheme the other team. That's what it looked like. This is what happened. Auburn got out uh, – Hugh Freeze got outcoached yesterday completely. Nothing about this game was in Coach Freeze's favor. Nothing whatsoever went well for Coach Freeze. And he has said that 
explicitly in, in the post-game interviews. He said that there was no effort from his team's part. There was all this going on. didn't seem like our team was ready. And every and all the players were doing the same thing, the, the, the lack of effort. And with the Iron Bowl coming up, I mean, geez, I it, it has me worried. I it, it's not not the fact that I think I'm worried that Auburn can't win. It's the fact that I'm worried that Auburn won't score. Auburn won't compete. And I understand Iron Bowl rivalry game in Jordan Hare Stadium. If uh, and again, I'm gonna say it. Um, this is gonna be a quote graphic too. If a sliver of this team we saw on Saturday shows up against Alabama, Auburn does not put up a single point. This that game will not be competitive if that happens. Auburn is right now six and five going to the Iron Bowl. And they have had three games in a row where they've looked pretty good. And then the New Mexico State game right before the Iron Bowl. This is exhausting to watch. That game was exhausting to watch. And I see Rekha Voodoo players get exhausted and injured, lose that motivation and could care less of a bowl game. Congratulations to New Mexico State. I wonder if the players want to play for Freeze. I, I don't think that's the case at all. I, th- these players are buying into what Freeze has. I just think that this this week was just strictly trying to boost up recruiting, and that's what happened. And they didn't have an answer for what they were doing because there was more recruiting than scheming going on. And I I said this several times during the week. You can never overlook your opponent. I don't care where Auburn. I don't care who they're playing. I don't care if it's uh, a high school team. I don't care if they're playing up like a high. I don't care. Never overlook your opponent because if you do, it's going to cause you issues. And every single issue Auburn has because they were not coaching for New Mexico State. They were recruiting and trying to get rid of the Iron Bowl. That's what it looked like to me. That is exactly what this game looked like. And they had no scheme for what New Mexico State planned. I, I can – this the most annoying game of all time. And I'm just trying to think of plays that come to my mind. I mean, I, I don't remember very many drops. I remember watching every time they tried to hand the ball off to Jarquez Hunter, it just he got he got stuffed. Jarquez Hunter got stuffed by New Mexico State. Peyton Thorne would try to run out of the pocket because he no one would get open, so he tried to run it and then wouldn't get very far. And I mean, even even the penalties. Every time Auburn got a big play, I mean, Tyler Fromm had a chance to make the best like play of the evening and get that long catch that he would have had if he wouldn't have dropped it for one and B if it wouldn't have got called would have wouldn't have got called back for holding nonetheless. And I I understand. I hate that I hate that ref crew more than anybody. Ken Williams, uh Ken Williamson, I think is his name. Uh he's always been on my list of of referees. I don't want to see uh officiating my team. Uh and I can't put the blame on the refs. I can't. Uh and I I know I was talking to I think Tar was talking about how this this ref this ref crew he's trying to make sure that this wasn't the same ref crew from the 2018 LSU game. It's not, but same quality because I mean, it was bad on both sides. It, no, no one got away with anything yesterday. And even if it was the slightest bit of uh, of a of a hold or of a block in the back or any of those type of things, they were they were throwing that flag. They were throwing the flag out. And I mean, even even the one play, uh, the one play that annoyed me the most about the about the officiating was the uh, in, in the red zone for New Mexico State. Uh, Pavia runs out uh, and gets hit by I can't really remember who, 
and they blew the call. They blew the play dead. Like as soon as he got hit, it was like as soon as the shoulder pad got laid on him, whistle got blown and the ball came out. And Auburn picked it up, and it would have. I don't know if Auburn would have scored on that drive, but New Mexico State wouldn't have. And that that's just the kind of stuff. What the ball? And that's a, I hate the fact that officiating gets called like that. I hate that they put that kind of effort into stopping whenever the whenever the forward progress gets stopped. Because I don't think it did. I don't really think it did. But I don't know. I do not want to put any of the blame on the on the officiating here because overall that was that was that was all on all the coaching staff and and some of the players. I mean, th- this was a team loss if I've ever seen one. Nothing about this game can prove to me that Auburn is prepared for the Iron Bowl in a week. I you can't. The officiating was bad. Auburn was bad. The offense was bad. The defense was bad. The running backs were bad. The wide receivers were bad. Corners were bad. The linebackers were bad. Defensive line was bad. Everybody who played this game was bad, except for Alex McPherson, except for Peyton Thorne, and Oscar Chapman as well. I mean, the, the people who were giving the, the ball back to the other team, also Peyton Thorne, were playing the best. Whenever it was just trying to flip the field, uh, get some kind of points on the board. They were able to do that. I'm trying to remember who exactly got the touchdown. Uh, I don't remember. It was Auburn's. Who had the touchdown? The middle pass complete. Well, I don't know if got the touchdown. There we go. Now I remember right now because I have a picture of it for the final score graphic. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did, there's not a lot more I can say about this game. There's really not. Uh, this game was overall just bad. And the only positives. I, I can find myself looking for is the fact that it does seem like recruiting did take a positive turn. Auburn made progress with with Cam Coleman. Auburn made progress with Ryan Williams, so I've heard. It, it just – and other recruits as well that I've been looking around trying to see who all came to the game yesterday. Everyone, It seems like this week was a very positive recruiting week which I enjoy because I would really like for this next year's team to be really, really good. And that's what you need to do whenever you get these recruits. Cam Coleman and, and uh, I mean, Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, Bryce Kane, Malcolm Simmons. I mean, those four guys are going to get playing time right away. I don't, I don't think there's a single – Perry Thompson and Cam Coleman especially, but Bryce Kane's going to be a dude. Uh, Malcolm Simmons is going to be a dude. And some of these defensive guys we're also getting are going to be – dudes as well. I mean, this recruiting class is full of people who are going to play immediately in this Auburn, on this on this team. Uh, because again, I, this if this team ever comes out and plays like this again, this this is this is the worst. Uh, and I mean, Walker White is going to take a year. Auburn's going to transport quarterback unless Pey- Peyton Thorne, I think, could end up playing himself back into strong right next year. And I don't think that's the worst possible thing to happen. And that's coming from me. Uh, but if, if y'all have any comments, uh, I'll try to stay here for another eight minutes, just to kind of keep it, get it to th- uh, 30 minutes. Uh, I think I've said, all I really have to say, like out of my soapbox for, for 20 minutes, just to talk about this game and open it up to anybody who has any questions about what I think about the game, or I think about recruiting and other, other stuff like that. 
Uh, do I think they could turn it around as freshmen, as the receivers? Yes, but the defense is losing a lot of starters. Uh, some of the recruits that are coming in, I really like. Uh, Demarcus Riddick, I think he's going to play right away. And I'm going to pull up the recruiting class as I speak. Uh, I know there's a lot of a, a lot of Auburn uh, recruits right now, but I just know that uh, are going to be instant starters. Demarcus Riddick, I do believe, is one of those. Uh, looking at... Uh, Jamonta Waller, I don't know how likely he is to start with Jalen McLeod coming back, uh, but I think he, he'll get some playing time as well. Riddick, yes. Walker White's going to take probably take me the year. Uh, DeAndre Carter, definitely going to be a starter. Bryce Kane, I think. Amon Lane, Jalen Crawford are likely to get some playing time. I, I, I don't know if Auburn can turn it around immediately in year two, but I definitely think Auburn's going to be a lot more competitive. With some of the SEC teams, I mean, even though we all were very competitive with Georgia and very competitive with Ole Miss and potentially a little competitive with Texas A&M. Uh, but with other players, with uh, with Texas Oklahoma coming in next year, it's a tough for SEC. Uh, I mean, looking at some of these guys, I think uh, Laquan Robinson, the safety who, who Auburn got out, uh, two weeks ago. No, last, last week, two weeks ago. Uh, I think Laquan Robinson is going to be a starter. Uh, I think he he plays a lot like Zion Puckett does, but he can actually cover. Uh, and that's that's where I get from that. Uh, when, I, when I watch him film on Laquan, uh, I think Malik Blockton can get some you know, playing time. I think he's a very good defensive tackle, and this position Auburn probably needs to, to load up on a little bit more with Jason Jones and Marcus Harris gone. I believe Marcus Harris for sure. Uh, I don't know if Jason Jones is a se- Jason Jones is a senior. I think Jason Jones will be gone. Uh, but, yeah, overall, I mean, 2025 class is definitely going to be able to restart and hopefully this is a more, like, upward progression from this team. Uh, I got James. What's up, James? Uh, Dylan, you were correct about the wide receivers. My question is, who will be throwing to them? It can be anyone who holds under the ball. These wide receivers you have mentioned will be elite. I mean, with what we've seen from the past three weeks from Peyton Thorne, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for him to be the starting quarterback next year. Saying that, I wouldn't mind if Auburn went out and got a transfer portal quarterback who uh, who they'd like to either compete with Thorne and kind of push him to get better, get even better, or even if it's just a. Uh, I, I don't think Walker White is going to be going to get thrown to the fire like that. I I, I don't think uh, I don't believe that Freeze would uh, throw him out there like that. So Thorne or another transfer quarterback, I wouldn't know who the transfer portal quarterback is because we're not really in the. And the swing of that yet, uh, I mean, you can probably just assume whoever what the names that are coming around. But I mean, I think of it like I'm not gonna don't take this like I'm comparing the team. But I mean, when when Alabama had all those star set of wide receivers like Julio Jones and Amari Cooper, they had Greg McElroy and and Adrian McCarron throwing to them. And I mean, that's kind of what happens whenever you have those kind of star set of wide receivers. It doesn't really matter as long as they're getting the ball to. The receivers, you're you're in the clear. Uh, Ernest Vaughn, how is Connor Lou? I mean, Connor Lou, I don't think played bad. I don't think the blocks ever got broken down because of Connor Lou. Uh, dude's gonna be a freshman All American for a reason. I, I think he's definitely. If he's not, he is one of the best offensive linemen on the on in this uh, team. Which not a hot take at all. Uh, I was pretty high. I was always high on Connor Lou. I I almost expected him to be the starter. If it wasn't for Avery Jones committing to Auburn transferring here, I would have expected Connor Lou to get the start right away. And he's definitely been playing like he should have gotten it uh, at the beginning of the season. Uh, back to Teresa. Do you think Hank Brown will be a viable number three next year? 
assuming Robbie and Holden are gone and we get one from the portal. Uh, I believe so. Uh, I don't know how likely he is to get playing time, like what, like we've seen from this year with everybody kind of getting in. Uh, I think if a transfer comes in, Thorne will just be the strong backup that Auburn needs. Uh, Hank Brown kind of be an emergency quarterback. Uh, and even them, I feel like if he's a third and he ends up getting in, I think it'll be just Walker White might get in a little bit to kind of show off. I think it'll be a red-shirted Walker White and a Hank Brown will be the third-string quarterback just to kind of split it up a little bit and just kind of see what you're getting from Walker White. Uh, but if you get a good enough transfer, I don't think you really matters who the third string is. I think Hank Brown is going to be one of those dudes who kind of – I don't believe really, I, I think Hank Brown is a really good quarterback. Uh, but I also think that if, Auburn, if Hugh Freeze brings in a transfer portal quarterback, that guy's going to be your solid number two that you're going to expect to see whenever Peyton Thorne or Peyton, vice versa. If Peyton Thorne's a backup, then you'll see him go in. Uh, but I mean, Hank Brown kind of feels like he'd be kind of – it'd be like – you get the starter, your backup, and then your third string would be Hank Brown or Walker White would be how that would look. Uh, injuries pr- perspective, uh, yeah. If if they're not ready for Walker White to go, whole, uh, Hank Brown would be the, would be the third string. Uh, and I do believe that Robbie and Holden are both gone. Uh, I, I, that, that's pretty evident. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's also people just saying that we don't have a starting quarterback. Our starting quarterback next year is not on the roster yet, and that's pretty much every, what everyone kind of thinks about this year's team. Uh, this team's still talented enough to win games. We've seen it. They competed with Georgia. They competed with Ole Miss. Uh, they could have held stronger against A&M, and I don't even know what happened against LSU. Uh, that, the, but I don't. I, I refuse to believe Auburn that has a lack of talent. Like talent is the issue, uh, but yeah, if uh, if if Peyton Thorne and the transfer get hurt, they're probably gonna have more trust in a guy who's in year two of the system than a guy who just got there. Uh, Recovido, happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving! We're gonna have an episode come out on Thanksgiving uh, where we're gonna be talking a little bit more about Auburn uh, athletics as a whole. Uh, and if you're if you missed out on it, uh, Auburn is good at basketball. Auburn is good at volleyball. Auburn is good at. Uh, they're going to be good at softball and baseball as well, but that's, they're not here yet. Auburn's good at equestrian. Auburn's – it's uh, – yeah. Uh, Auburn's good everywhere else. Uh, and and if we see more of this football team like this uh, that we saw yesterday, then yeah. A uh, weeks link. Next year's starter will either be Holden or transfer. I don't – I don't think Holden stays. I think Holden's going to transfer out. Uh, I mean, a- every single week throughout the season, the beginning of the offseason, throughout the offseason – uh, Hugh Freeze always says that Holden Gurner is the best passer on the team. Holden Gurner has the best arm on the team. He is the, he's the purest passer on the team. Uh, but even if Peyton Thorne went out, Robbie went in. And even then, if Holden was always going to be the third string and always has been the third string, I, I think Holden, we're going to see Holden and Robbie both into the portal at the end of the season, either after the Iron Bowl or after the bowl game, one of the two. Uh, but, I mean, whenever you're – Whenever you're trying to find a spot where people are going to want you more, it's going to be probably after the Iron Bowl. We're going to hear some people kind of transfer out. Uh, uh, we say, I, don't, I just don't see Walker coming in at the start of the freshman. I, I, I just will hope Peyton Thorne has another year of eligibility, and he definitely didn't do enough this year to get drafted. So Thorne's coming back. Uh, we also have all the walk-ons that are here. Uh, Walker is going to get redshirted. 
unless he unless he comes in as just a dog, and like that I believe he could be. Uh, but unless he isn't, uh, Walker is going to be retroded. You're going to have Peyton Thorne in the transfers one and two, Hank Brown three. Uh, then you're just holding off until Walker White gets developed. And then 2025, Walker White's going to walk out the starting quarterback for the Auburn Tigers. That's pretty much how I see it. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he gets to start year one unless he just absolutely demolishes camps. If he just absolutely kills it and just blows everybody out of the water, which he very well could be. Uh, Hugh Freeze is very high on Walker White. We're all, we're all very high on Walker White. Uh, and Walker White is very high on Auburn. Uh, definitely a morale guy who could definitely help out this team a lot uh, once he gets on the planes because he's definitely going to be the the guy uh, whenever he gets on campus. The, guy, the QB in waiting, if you will. Let's see. Kind of wait around, see if we have any more questions. Uh, I'm also trying to look at the 25 class. So I'm trying to see exactly who we're expecting. Uh, to be here, Jaquela Funk is going to be good. Ryan Gee, Malik Autry. Yeah, there's a lot of good players in this 25 class, but that's also going to be the class that we're expecting to see a lot more improvement from this team and also going to expect to see more results on the field, probably 25. But 24 uh, definitely got some dudes that are going to be starting immediately. Uh, again, not Walker White. I don't even know about Javonta Waller. Joseph Phillips, I don't know yet. Maybe see him play more. Uh, John Drew Carter is, Brian Kane, going to get snaps, Amon Lane, Jalen Crawford, probably going to get a lot of snaps as well. Martavis Collins, he might get in because of the lack of depth after next year because they're going to be losing Fromm and Deal, uh, maybe Brandon Frazier. Uh, so, yeah, those three leaving. Uh, I think you're going to have then Valdo, Micah, and then Martavis Collins kind of come in. Uh, Malcolm Simmons, expect him to see a lot of playing time. He's very athletic. Lee Blockton, I expect him to come in. The dude is a dog. Uh, again, I always talk about Lee Blockton. He's one of my favorite players in this class. Uh, Kinsley Faustin, I don't know if we're going to see him a lot of him year one. TJ Lindsay, kind of the same way. Demetri Nicholas, don't really see him playing a lot uh, until he develops more. Uh, Caleb Harris, also same thing. LaQuad Robinson, Juco guy, already experienced, uh, plays very well. I think he's going to be more of your – He's, again, like I always say, Zion Buck, yeah, but can cover DeAndre Carter or D'Angelo Barber. There we go. Uh, guy that's going to also need some time to develop because he's also a very raw talent. Uh, Teresa asked me the UTSA coaches uh, questions. What percent do I give trailer to AM? I think he'd be dumb to, uh, to take it, too much pressure. He'd be better to go to Mississippi State and prove himself somewhat in an SEC, a program that would be happy with 8 4 season. I think AM is smart trying to go after Trailer, definitely a program builder uh, down there at UTSA. Uh, I thought Arkansas, whenever, before, I, I thought Arkansas was going to fire Pittman. I thought they were going to actually go for Trailer instead at Arkansas. Uh, I don't know how likely AM is to go strictly for Trailer because it'd be kind of dumb on their part to kind of go for. I guess you're either thinking, if you're thinking monetarily, they're trying to spend less money on a coach this time around. Uh, but I kind of figured that if AM was going to go for a coach, they were going to go for a coach who's more of a name in, in the college football than just a, that one of the best Geo5 coaches. They're going to have to go for a P5 who's looking for another step up and money and program wise. Uh, I would say trade at AM. I'd give it like a, I don't want to go too low, but I don't want to go too high. I'm going to give it like a 30% chance. Uh, and I do agree. I think Mississippi State would probably enjoy him a whole lot more. Uh, yeah, he does know the Texas area. Though. That is right. He can re recruit Texas, especially if he has uh, more resources to use. 
I do like Virginia. I think uh, I saw Jamie Chadwell was like he, he was in Starkville. I don't know if he's a favorite, but he was in Starkville uh, like last week. Uh, so that's the Liberty coach and former Coastal Carolina coach for all y'all wondering uh, who our rivals are are going to be hiring soon. Uh, but if you have any questions, I'll go ahead and get out of here. Uh, I'll give a rumble on for about another minute or so and see if anybody else has any more questions coming in. If not, go ahead and end the show. Uh, go ahead and start leaving your predictions in the comments for the Iron Bowl. Uh, I'm going to look around for whoever got the 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 closest prediction for the Mexico State game, but I believe, spoiler alert, probably won't have one because everyone predicted Auburn to win and win big, uh, including myself, including John Conley, including Tar, including everybody who ever predicted this game predicted Auburn to win big. So I don't know if anybody even won the won the prediction thing this week. Arkansas would have been good for him because lots of Texas kids were Arkansas. That's that's what I was thinking. I, I was thinking Arkansas recruits a lot of in, it recruits a lot from uh, inside Texas. And I think he would be a good fit, but they're going to stick with Pittman another year, so that's good for us. Uh, definitely, Pittman's got to start off next year in the hot seat. Uh, if any coaches, uh, I think Pittman, Napier, Beamer are going to be the top three in the hot seat, and then other coaches that I'd be looking at: Stoops, definitely a guy who might get fired if he doesn't start getting some better talent or better production on the field, especially after he cried, he like kind of cried after the Georgia, Georgia loss about how he didn't have the talent to actually play against Georgia. But yeah, Napier, Pittman, and Beamer are definitely going to be your three hottest seats. And then Stoops is definitely a guy you got to watch out for. Not Hugh Freeze. I don't believe Hugh Freeze is in the hot seat whatsoever. 2025, if we're still going six and five or whatever before the Iron Bowl, then maybe, maybe start a warm seat up. But that's going to be 2025 whenever I think he's going to start having to start initiating some results on the field. Uh, but, yeah, with that, I'm going to go in the show here. Uh, I'm Dylan Lark, at your boy tank on Twitter slash X. Go follow me there. Also have me on Instagram as well, at Dylan Lark, at D-Y-L-A-N-L-A-R-C-K. Also, I was right here on the College Loop. All You have us on Spotify, or you have us on Twitter slash X, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at the College Loop. And, of course, you have us right here on YouTube. Again, reach a like, comment, and subscribe. Leave your predictions. Leave your thoughts on the game in the comments below. And maybe we'll get to them in the next episode just to kind of rant as a family with y'all. Uh, and, of course, you, if you're tired of seeing our faces, completely get it. Uh, you have the audio version of the show, which will be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And, of course, uh, this has been a rough week of Auburn football. Uh, enjoy Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to have a show that day anyway, so I'll say all these sentiments again whenever it happens. But, of course, all of that being said, this has been the College Loop post-game reaction show.